With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And what a great weekend it was. City were back to winning ways with a 3-1 win against Everton. Jesus was back to winning ways with a brace. Uh, KDB was back. Sergio was available. Stretford lost again. But it did mean that Liverpool retained top slot as we go into the busy Christmas period. So to discuss that and much more, I have three of Santa's helpers here, live from the North Pole. Welcome to Yogi Elf. Good evening. To Stato Elf. Hi there. And to ever-popular elf. Hi. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. Can we start with a 3-1 victory then against Everton? And uh, we never looked like losing, but great to see Jesus back on the score sheets, Dato. Coming for, coming for a bit of criticism recently. He has from certain quarters, not from me, I might add. Mm. Um, I've always been a supporter of his. I think he does more than score goals. He takes people out of the game by running an awful lot and making space for others. But on Saturday, he finished well. He took his two goals very well, particularly the first one. Brilliant strike, a great play from Gundogan and then to uh, Sane, lovely ball through. So, yeah, really pleased for him. Did really well, especially with Aguero now coming back into the squad, getting ready to play. Who knows who will play against Leicester tomorrow. But, yeah, I was really pleased for him and it was a great result. I mean, we say that he's a great player, but strikers are paid to score goals. Sergio scores goal. People were were comparing him to Sergio and saying he's not fit to lace his boots. And there were a number of City fans who did say he, he's maybe not, not up to the task. Um, well, there were. I, again, I was not one of them. Um, he, it, it's, it's just pointless comparing him to Sergio. Sergio is Sergio. The likelihood of us having another one of them in my lifetime is probably slim. And... You know, it's not necessarily what Pep's looking for anyway. Yes, he's in the ro- playing the role of a striker, but the way the team works, even Sergio doesn't always score the same. I mean, if he 
if you if we're playing the same kind of system we used to before Pep came, maybe Sergio would score more goals than he is doing. It's just it. I just don't see why people are making the comparison. People talking about his confidence being low. The way he took that first goal, that's not the sign of someone who was low on confidence. You don't score a goal like that if you've got no confidence. He seemed pretty happy to me when other people were scoring goals and he was supplying the balls for those. I, I just, I think it's been a total overreaction. I think his overall contribution has been fine. Sure, it would be wonderful if he was scoring 50 goals a season, but let's just be happy. And, and the other thing is we haven't needed him always to score the goals. I mean, if didn't even play him against Chelsea so you can't blame him for that but I, I just I, I honestly I just don't see what the fuss has been about and how old is he what nearly 22 or something it's just a bit ridiculous but his mum's arrived and uh, he's a happy boy now he says it's all down to his mother all right yeah now I think I think he has been a bit I don't know short of confidence or overthinking things and I think the fact that the goal arrived on Saturday from from a, a miskit from the defender it's happened so quickly he just went from instinct. It was you know, a fantastic goal. And I think once he'd done that, then he was he was he was back again. And I think, you know, I mean, he's, he's not become a bad player overnight. And people saying, you know, we should be getting rid of him. I think, nah, what are you talking about? But I don't think it's becoming a bad player. I mean, some people reported he had a poor World Cup. Mm. Um, he has had a run of a number of games without scoring. And mm. at the end of the day, yeah, okay goals at City fortunately come from all, all departments and that's the way Pep plays the game as we know but he did look short on confidence when he was in front of goal um, yeah he ran his socks off I thought against Watford in particular I thought he had a great, a great night there but he hadn't been scoring goals and, and, and some people were saying that actually we need to be in the market for a new striker because he just wouldn't be, wouldn't be there I mean I realise that you guys aren't in there I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to put the opposing view as you know uh, I'm a big fan of his as well so that kind of makes uh, kind of four of us here um, but some people were making that argument quite strongly in some quarters in fact you know really strongly which surprised me it, it surprised me too when I heard it because effectively they're saying get somebody up to Aguero's level two things there's very few players in the world that are up to Aguero's level Possibly Kane is close in the Premier League, but I don't think he's quite there. There's other players around Europe that you might say are quite uh, are almost there or thereabouts. Neymar and um, Mbappe at uh, PSG, you'd say, yeah, great strikers. But none of them are going to play second fiddle to Sergio Aguero as the main striker at City. Therefore, by default, you've always got to have somebody, either a young up-and-coming striker a la Jesus who's going to come through or somebody who's not as good as Aguero. I think Hayes is a different sort of player, will create the space for others to score the goals. And the way we play the game, I'm very happy for that because Sterling scoring, Silver scoring, um, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, Sane, so everybody else is scoring the goals. And as Lisa said a few moments ago, you don't need your striker to score the goals unless you're not winning games. And bar Chelsea a week and a bit ago, we're winning every game. So irrelevant. And Sterling scored again as well. Came on, was it 180 seconds, 160 seconds or something? Not very long and uh, was in the right place and, and beautiful, beautiful header. I'm quite sure it shouldn't be that easy for a player of his size to score a header that easily. But he doesn't score but, many. You know, he doesn't score many with his head either. No, though, but yeah. he was there and he took it well and what more can you ask for? Yeah, I mean... My stato, the, that was his second headed goal. Thank you, Stato. Thank you. I said not, not many. I thought I'd just, I'd just tee him up for you and you can just knock him in, my friend. That's, that's Headed that's in. Headed in, <laughs> exactly. Uh, KDB on the bench then. Yogi, that was, that was a good sight to see him warming up and then eventually sort of came on and uh, didn't quite have maybe the same... You'd expect after being out for as long as he was, but 
didn't quite have the same accuracy on some of us, right weight on some of his passes, but great to have him back. Oh, yeah, great to have him back. And say, you're right, he was, he was rusty, and there was a couple of passes where you think, you, you, mm. there's one in particular I thought, oh, that, oh no, it's, it's not gone through, but you think that normally that would have gone straight through to. And, but he's back, and he'll play against Leicester in the Caribou Cup. That's what he said. And it just, it's just game time, I think. And, oh. it, and, he, and the fact that he's, you know, you've got to you know, spin the positives. He's had a rest. He's had a rest since the World Cup. And obviously he didn't want the, the bloke from Fulham to sit on him. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it's given him a rest and he, hopefully he'll come back. Because Pep made a big deal, didn't he, of that, that he was exhausted from yeah. the season that we yeah. had and the, the World Cup. And obviously they progressed. Uh, and then uh, he's completely knackered. But... Uh, uh, what a bench we had. I mean, that bench was just phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah, and Silver wasn't even there as well. Exactly. And Mendy was. I mean, you can just add them all on, can't you? But that bench was just phenomenal. Yeah. I like the idea that Foden stood there for the last sort of 10 minutes. You I'm know, so in, sorry in, for it. In that freezing cold, waiting for the ball to go out of play, because it didn't eventually. He sat back down again and put his tracksuit back on. But it was it was cold. It was cold at the Etihad on Saturday. I, was, uh, I saw a couple of very worried-looking brass monkeys towards the end of the mm. game, I have to say. Um other sort of standout features for you then, Stato, um, at, at the weekend? Obviously, KDB back, um, Jesus back in the goals, as we said. I mean, for me, there were a couple of performances in midfield particularly that, 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 that really impressed me. I thought t- two people, individuals, uh, two individuals particularly stood out for me. Fernandinho did what Fernandinho does. I mean, he's just a great f- player uh, in terms of what the way he does the, the, runs the game. And Sane had another cracking game uh, on... Um, Saturday. I thought, well, I, no, I see. No, he didn't. I, I thought he did. Yeah. I mean, in some papers, they marked him man of the match. So really? no. uh, I didn't think he was man of the match. Then. But he, he put two assists in. Yeah. Uh, and he ran quite a few times, got round, round their defenders. He doesn't do it every single time, but I thought he had a decent Lisa, game. help him out. Who were the two no, players? I thought Sane did play well, but the other player was Gundawan. Absolutely. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I would have given him man of the match. Me too. Um, I know Jesus was very good and I was very pleased with him, but I would have given Gundogan man of the match. Actually, but on the, on the other side of that, someone I think who hasn't been great over the past few games is Bernardo. Um, seems to just be a little bit off the pace. Um, I don't since pretty much since he came back from injury. I think he scored a goal the first game he came back, but after, I just I don't know what it is. He just doesn't seem quite right. The 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 beginning of the season, every time he touched the ball, I was just just like oh he's he's just amazing and I just the past few games I don't know what it is but hopefully it's um just a bit of a lapse and we'll come back the other one I mean that maybe didn't have the best game um we've maybe got a problem at left back have we 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 know Mendy's out uh a few people are just asking a few questions I know last season Delph sort of stepped into the breach brilliantly and had a fantastic season. He's been less convincing when he's been asked to do that job at left-back this year. Your thoughts yeah, on Delph? Yeah, he has. Because um, he's, he's not a left-back, and, and I think it's... Now people have... But he wasn't last year, I mean, either. He wasn't last year, but he was doing... But now people... You know, you, these, these clubs, they, they do all these videos. They've, they've, they've found him out, and... And in, and in some ways, you know, Kyle Walker's as well. Mm-hmm. Kyle Walker's fantastic going forward, but as a defender, he's getting he's getting increasingly caught out. And I, I mean, I'm I'm worried about the defence. When we, so, uh, would you say? Would you, are you worried enough to say that actually in the transfer window in January, with Mendy being out for the long term and Delph not being I- ideal, and as you say, he's a midfielder, and mm. we will come on to a defensive midfielder. He would obviously fill that gap. Are we in the market for a left back then? A direct question. Uh, yes, but it depends who it was, and I don't know enough about 
But in general, you think we're, we're, we're looking I, I think we for should, a good left back? I think we should be looking for a, a good left back. You do? Do you, do you agree, Stato? Is that I think we possibly should be, but I don't think we will be, because no. um, Pep said he's not looking for anybody. Whether that's just talk, we don't know. Um, there's question marks. Mendy as well. When mm. he goes forward, fantastic going forward. Lots of assists. But his defensive duties, though, are two full-backs, Walker and Mendy, they are great at going forward, and that's what Pep wants. He thinks we can retain the ball often enough and create the chances to outscore most oppositions. But when you come up against some of the top European oppositions, which we hope to later on in the tournament, we might get found out there, down the wings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love Dolph, but I don't think he's been great so far this season. But I'd still rather have him there than Mendy. Um, Walker really worries me. Um, towards the end of last season, I thought Danilo looked a lot better than Walker, although obviously he's been injured, so that's not particularly helpful. I would like us to get a left back, as Paul said. I, I just don't think we will. But if if we could, then you could at least use Delph in midfield uh, to give Fernandinho a rest in certain games. Again, I don't say that Delph is necessarily the answer to that question long term, but I think if we were able to get a left back in, then you could at least use Delph in, in midfield. And we've talked about all these issues many times. The one we haven't talked about much is Walker. And I, yeah. and I think it started just to show, and I know you've been quite critical, Lisa, each time you come on the show, and we've kind of sort of glossed over it a bit. But I have to say, thinking about the game at the weekend in particular, he was caught out a few times and uh, didn't look um, <coughs> that impressive as, as a defensive right back. I mean, it's what you know, yeah, yeah, and Paul's made the point. We know the way Pep plays, and you know, you score, we'll always score more than you, type of thing. But but, but you're really concerned then about him, and you are you? I pretty much always have been, but um, I did, and um, and there was wasn't there some sort of audio footage leaked of a certain individual um, on a um, pundit saying something pretty similar um, about Walker and. I can't disagree with him. He might be a former United player, but he's not wrong. And what did it just for those that didn't no, hear? No, I mean, it, I didn't. It? I didn't hear the full. But he was basically saying, England. If Eng, if Walker is the option for England, we're never going to be good enough because he yeah, gets he caught said out. He's a liability, yeah, he's a liability. He is a liability. He he, and it's you know he's going to make at least one really bad decision, and that's just making a bad decision. Never mind getting caught out. So it's not just the defensive problems I see with him but also he'll do something really stupid and frequently it leads to a problem if not a goal and I, just, I, I don't know I look we're not it's not like we're shipping goals but the problem is when we come up against against other teams that we might need to beat in a few weeks time it could cause us real trouble our friend a bolt from a blue who's who's a great friend of ours on twitter and, and often makes nice comments about the show so thank you for listening and thanks for your comment did, did ask the question i think it was with the champions league in mind but but it's relevant to ask the question now he actually said does pep have a defensive bone in his body is the way he's put it i mean would you go as far as say that you you could argue against liverpool to be fair in the league he played a slightly different game but but how would you respond to that as a question then stato on the whole not very many defensive bones in his body. I'd say 90-odd percent are attacking bones in his body. If you want to continue that sort of analogy, if that's the right way of doing it. But he does know when he needs to sit back a little bit. I mean, he's, you look at our central defence, he don't really have a concern about it. They're good footballers. Laporte has added an awful lot to that uh, defence. Looks very solid when he plays with stones at the moment. And a year or so ago, we'd have been worried if company was out. Now we're not. Yep. Uh, company's a great servant. I hope he continues to play for the team. But it's the wide areas. You just think, 
if you need some one of your outfield, other outfield, your wingers to track back as well to help out, we are reliant on that sometimes. So you're reliant on Sterling or Sane or a combination thereof to get back and help out sometimes. There was a bit of an edge to the game as well. There were a couple of situations where players were squaring up to each other. There, in fact, there was a, an issue actually in the sort of the corner of the south stand and the east stand as well. I don't know whether the TV cameras picked that up at all, but there was obviously an Everton fan must have got in there and. and Stewards don't like that, do they? Start standing up and shouting and so on. But there just there were a couple of times during the game. Is that a carry on from from Walker's sending off last season? Is there some bad blood there? I, I couldn't quite work out why, why there would be some because we haven't seen much of that this season from City. I don't know. Did did I miss something? Why do you think anybody any thoughts on why there was maybe a bit of an edge to the game particularly? City Everton have got a bit of a history of a bit of an edge between the two teams. It goes back right back to 1990-ish with Howard Kendall switching his allegiances mm. from his flirt with City to his marriage to Everton, as he put it. And uh, a few City fans haven't forgiven um, Kendall for doing that, and therefore there's always been a bit of an edge between City and Everton. But let's be honest, over the last 30 years, up until the last 10 years, we were both the, the, the second teams in the City. They still are. We're not anymore. But I think there's a bit of resentment on their part. Um, over the weekend, uh, I was watching one of my favourite programmes of the year, Sports Personality of the Year. I, I don't know whether you managed to, to, to pick it up anybody at, at all. Lisa, you did. I did. And I saw that we actually were nominated. So Manchester City were nominated for Team of the Year. I think the British, the GB the, netball, the netball team, team won. won that. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on that? That one's a bit more difficult. I think the one that annoyed me more was actually Coach of the... I don't know whether whether that had to be somebody British, did it? I don't know. I don't because some obviously the personality does, but um, but I don't think, I don't, they, I think they the team did they give the, the nominations year, for the code? no because it was like a panel or something. They right. said, "Here you go, Gareth, it's yours." I mean, sure. and don't predict- get me wrong. I think Southgate was did a great job, but he didn't actually win anything. I mean, do we realise that? I don't know. Um, the netball thing's difficult. Yeah, we got to the final. Oh, no, no, we didn't get to yeah. the final, did we? No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the, the, the show they put on yesterday for it, though, you'd think we'd won. I don't know what they'd have done if we had won the World Cup. It was like, it was bizarre. Anyway. It was a bit over the top, I agree. But the netball team winning, I think some people got a bit upset about that. But the reality is, they did achieve something great. And so I don't think it's necessarily fair to make a judgment on that. Yes, so did we. But, I mean, okay. So they awarded probably all the teams in that. I don't... I can't remember who I mean, the I rest vote- of them were. We're deserving of some recognition. I voted for sports personality. You did? And it will not surprise you who I voted for. Jimmy Anderson. Okay. Being a good Lancashire yeah, lad yeah. from Burnley. Uh, and what an amazing... But I just don't quite understand how Kane can get more I, more votes than I genuinely, and it's not an anti-Spurs thing or whatever, but I, is, I, totally I just kind of understand. As you say, England did not win the World Cup. We didn't even get to the World Cup final. Yeah? Okay, we overperformed. He had penalties, he had one off his heel he and all that really stuff. He didn't, I know he got the golden boot, but I don't think he was Well, exactly my, exactly my point. And you've got someone like Jimmy Anderson, who has absolutely... He's the best fast bowler in cricketing history. You know, I mean, I just, you just can't compare the but two. It, I mean, it's it, not it, just him also. What about um, both Lizzie Arnold and Dina Asher-Smith deserved it over Harry Kane, in my opinion, as well, for what they achieve, they've achieved in, in the sporting year. So it's, I think it just all it goes to show is it just reflects the the football obsession of the people of this country and I don't know what it is about. You got I mean Yogi and I go back forty odd years at Cheadle Cricket Club where we first met of course. You, any thoughts on, on it, Yogi? I know you didn't see it particularly, but but I don't quite understand no, why why, why, why Harry it, Harry Kane would. would... Well, it's because there's no cricket on terrestrial television. That's 
that's why. So, you know, Jimmy Anderson isn't a, a, a name people will think of automatically, like old Joe Root, who's, and, and it's, it's all football, football, football. And, 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 and okay, the, the World Cup was, yes, it was, it was, it was good, but it was, it, you think it was a bit hyped up. You know. Jimmy Anderson. Jimmy yeah. Anderson. Give, we'll have to give him some. I'm sure the Man City show will give Jimmy something yes. when we see him. But listen, I think after that, we need to lie down. We're going to take a quick break. The Man City show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Uh, let's talk about Europe first before we talk about the next few games. Uh, so we have been drawn against Schalke, or Schalke 04, as I always say. As a small boy, I was fascinated by Schalke 04. I'm sure I've talked about this before because we've mentioned them before, but 1970, I think I remember. So I'm looking at you, Stato, to start here because only you and I can probably... Oh, no, actually. No, 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 no. <laughs> far too young. No, and Lisa certainly not. Um, so Schalke 04 in 1970, we'd lost 1-0 away, I think, in Germany. That's correct. And, and you were there, I think. And not I th- anyway, like I was too young for the away, uh, right? Indeed, so, so you were there as, in, as I was against Main Road, and I, I've got the programme somewhere of Schalke 04 somewhere on I the front. I should have brought it in this evening, I've got yeah, it as well. Exactly, yeah, so we... just talk, talk us through what happened that night. Well, it was a, one of those wet Wednesday nights from memory, a great European night as they were at Main Road in those days. And this four... is the European Cup Winners' Cup, the European Cup Winners' Cup got our way through to the um, to the semi-final. I think we'd beaten Athletic Bilbao, Lies and Academia de Coimbra uh, to get there. And we were 1-0 down from the first leg and the, the atmosphere was superb and we just steamrolled them, as you can on a wet pitch in our, our main road. We beat them. We were 5-0 up and they scored a late goal to make it 5-1. So we won through 5-2 and I agree good. But it's just one of those things that's indelibly stamped on my memory. I was uh, a me kid too. at the time. Yeah, me Brilliant. Too. And uh, there was a, they had a fellow called Reinhard Libuda. I don't know if you remember him. I do, yes. And uh, do you know what his nickname was? I his nickname was Stan. And, he, and I'll give you a few clues. He played on the right wing, and they thought he was a bit like... Stanley Matthews. Matthews. And they called him Stanley. I think he played in the, uh, the West German side in the 1970 World Cup. Um, and why are they Schalke 04? I guess, I'm not certain about this, but they probably reformed or reformed in 1904, I'm guessing. Is the I, correct answer, Stato. Yeah. I knew you would know that, of course, but yeah. That was a guess. It was a good guess. He's absolutely right. So so, you, so your thoughts on that then? Uh, a decent draw, isn't it, that? I would have thought. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, happy think, with that? Um, yeah. I mean, as, as it's the old cliche, they're all going to be difficult at the moment, but the one I wouldn't have fancied would have been Atletico Madrid. I think that there, there could have been. A, but... but it, it, I don't know because we, we, we've been a bit odd in Europe this year. I mean, apart from Shakhtar, we haven't really. We've had two slightly dodgy games against Hoffenheim, obviously, two dodgy games against Leon. And so, yeah, but uh, it, uh, it, we should be able to beat them. I mean, the thing is, we, we said this about uh, Monaco, I think, <coughs> as well, of course. So, uh, we're very pleased when we got drawn against them, and, and we all know what happened then, don't we? Yeah, I think we just can't. You- can't take anything for granted in in the Champions League or in any other competition for that matter and if we do that will be the problem if we think we just have to turn up and we'll beat them because they're doing really badly in the German League well that will be where we'll come up against problems we have to just go into every game and treat them all the same and and the other English clubs sort of uh, any of them come out of it 
reasonably well, or they've all got tough draws, haven't they, they really? they all got tough draws, but they finish runners-up in their group, and that's what you get for finishing runners-up. Uh, Stratford have got to go to Paris against uh, Neymar and co. Can't see them doing anything there, which is great. After the yesterday's performance, they are the worst team from Stratford that I can really recall seeing for a long, long time, which is fantastic. Shame they couldn't do it yesterday against Liverpool, and I know some City fans just can't help themselves saying they always want to see Stratford lose. If they're playing our rivals for the title, I wanted them to win yesterday. I'm not hiding that fact. Um, I didn't. Why? I did. At the end of the day, if Liverpool win the league by one point and Stretford could have beaten them, you'd yeah, rather, I'd rather resent no, I'd rather, that. I'd rather win, win the league differently. I'm sorry, I just can't bring myself... I, I wanted it to be kind of a, a scrappy one-all draw with loads of injuries and three red cards, that type of game, was what, was what I had I want it to be a scrappy crap game with an own goal in the 93rd minute from uh, Stretford winning and still have three red cards and a few injuries. Okay, yeah. no, I can understand that. I mean, I, I, I get that, but I just, I just, find, I it, just, I think just it, find it difficult, Stato, you know, yeah. to sort of to drum up too much enthusiasm. Oh, I want them don't, to don't, don't I just, think I was jumping up and down saying, come on, come on, <laughs> Come on, I just wanted them to do better than they did, but they were... No chance, mate, no chance. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement. I, I care about City far more than I care about United, but if they can do us a favour, then I'm happy yep. for them too. If they were our rivals, then I obviously a draw with, would have been what I would have wanted, but... Uh, back to Schalke 04, of course, yes. it's, a, it's a return for Leroy, of course, as well. He goes yeah. back home, doesn't he? That'll be uh, interesting to uh, say hello to his old club and... And, and show them what they're missing, hopefully. Well, exactly. It would be quite <laughs> nice. Now, listen, we're going to take a, a, a quite a long break. We are breaking up for the, our Christmas holidays. Um, more of that at the end of the show. But we're back, not back, till the 7th of January, would you believe? So so how many games, and you don't know, how many games do you think we will be having to report on when we return on the 7th? I'll give you some thinking time here. Stato, of course, will get this right because he'll, he'll have it... In his in his brain here, so fingers fingers be so go on. Stat, how many games? Well, I just did six, and you're spot on as always. So so we'll run through. We've obviously got Leicester in the in the Carrier Bag Cup um, tomorrow. <laughs> then we have got uh, four league games. So it's uh, Palace at home at the weekend. Leicester again, of course, away. Southampton away, and then that Liverpool fixture, uh, that uh, famous six pointer, and then we've we uh, we've got Rotherham. Um, on the 6th of Jan, the, the day before we're, we're, we're back on air. So we could be out of the League Cup, out of the FA Cup, and Lee, Liverpool could be way out in front of the in terms of the league by the time we come back, potentially, here, Lisa. That, that would be a... That would a, be a great way to start 2019, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? Wouldn't it? No. Um, let's hope not. Anything, not anything's possible. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not going to be an easy couple of weeks. So should we take these briefly one at a time and, and just try and sort of work our way through them? So uh, the Carrier Bag Cup then with, with Leicester City then. Um, we're going to meet them twice in a week. Um, I suppose it's all about the team he puts out, isn't it, really? I suppose that's really what matters. I mean, he reckons, Yogi know, reckons that uh, De Bruyne is going to play because he needs game time. And, yeah. Um, Pep's pretty much said that, hasn't he, already? So your thoughts on, on that fixture and the sort of team he's going to put out? It's not going to be 11 changes, is it? Oh, it can't be. I mean, like, right back and left back, we've not got much in the way of options. I guess he might play Zinchenko. Um, we're, we're the holders, just to remind ourselves. I know we are, and well. I want us to win it. When, when did we play last the last season? Is it the same... Was it in the same yes. ta- at the same time? And we made the hard work of that. I mean, we ended up going through on penalties because Mares and Vardy missed theirs. Um, but I, I would like it to not get to that state of affairs this time, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did, to be honest. I, I could actually see that, yeah. A sort of a draw onto penalties. 
I mean, I think so. I think De Bruyne will play. Uh, I think Foden will start. And the more the more games Foden starts, the better. Uh, he, he, although he, he does get the, the time, but coming on when you're three four up isn't as good as coming on from the start, like he did against Hoffenheim. Or standing he, with your tracksuit off. And yeah, getting cold but I think the Hoffenheim game, you could see him getting better as the game. He, started, he was a bit. He had a couple of dodgy touches early on, but at least he was playing a full game and he was playing a proper game rather than just coming on when it's all over and just doing a couple of touches. So Foden. Definitely, I think this could be the Carrier Bag Cup. Could be the Foden Cup. I think it could be. Who oh, else? Who else could we see then? Saturday? Do you think? Who are the sort of other names? That well, it's kind of who, who's fit because he said at the weekend, a week before, we only had 15 players. Now you can see Aguero de Bruyne back. Obviously, David Silva's injured. Maybe Bernardo Silva's still carrying a bit of a knock, and that's why it's not been quite up to the standard he was earlier in the season. So I'd give, possibly give him a rest. We've got plenty of squad players that are good enough to, to make that. De Bruyne should play because he needs game time. Aguero might not start, but he'll, he'll be on the bench, and maybe he will bring, put him there. You've got two of, if he wants to make it a strongish team, he still can rotate Sterling, Sane and Mahrez and bring two, put two of them in there. Uh, so he's got plenty of options. I think he'll play a fairly strong, t- mid, to, mid to strongest team. And it will, but it'll be a tough match against Leicester. They're, not, they're a decent team at home, but we're capable of winning. Will he play Murat? I think he might. I think he'll play Murich, yeah. I think he will do, because he has done in the League Cup yeah. so far. And, and I think Company will play, I assume, as long as if he's company not injured. Fit, yeah. 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 OK, uh, what about the league game against Palace then? Uh, I guess we're back to pretty much full strength again, you'd like to think. We've got to keep, uh, keep on Liverpool's coattails, haven't we, here? Yeah. So, uh, other than injuries and so on, it's got to be, it's got to be a full strength side, whatever, whatever Pep sees, I guess. Yeah, well, I think it's about managing the the squad uh, until the, the 2nd of January until, until the Liverpool game he's making sure everybody's you know managing injuries managing we've, we've got a big enough squad we should be able to to deal with it but I think that's going to be how, what changes he makes over the because they're all obviously winnable games we want to make sure we go into the Liverpool game well we may as well group these here because Palace, Leicester, Southampton Liverpool as I say home away away home um, it's all sort of building up to that Liverpool game because they're still Three more games to go before we meet them, but you've got to imagine that whether we're top, they're top, it's going to be a fairly close-run thing, and it's going to be a massive game, isn't it? Have they actually had that? Oh, it will be. I mean, Liverpool have got a tough game this weekend. In, on paper, they're away at Wolves. They could be a four points ahead of us because they play Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they've, they've got another tough game coming. Toughish, relatively. They've got to play Arsenal before they play us as well, uh, although that's at Anfield. So they've got a couple of challenging games. We've... We've got games. Leicester away will be our, I think, our most challenging of all the ones leading up to the Liverpool game. We should beat Palace fairly Palace comfortably. Can't yeah, um, Leicester away in the league will be just as challenging as Leicester away in the cup. We'll have a stronger team, perhaps. Southampton away. I know they did Arsenal at the weekend, but you've got to think we're going to beat Southampton because if we start losing to teams like Southampton, we're not going to win the league. Um, and that's, then, that's the new manager syndrome, isn't it? I think sort of a bit of a bit of a bounce back, isn't it? Once you get a new new guy in charge, you tend to yeah. get a couple of decent results. Yeah, and, uh, but we're good enough to, to to beat them. So we'll see. I'd like to think we will win the three games that we have before we play Liverpool uh, in league games, and let's hope that they. And in don't. terms to, in terms of tactically, because obviously I mentioned very briefly earlier on, kind of it was quite clear that the way Pep set us up. Uh, we didn't have our full-backs bombing on to remind ourselves in that fixture. Uh, far more defensively minded and, and got the point that we were looking for and all that sort of stuff. At home, uh, you can't see Pep adopting the same tactics, or can you? 
Well, I don't think he can, he can afford to because I think we have to win that game. I, I, I think it's going to be very difficult to win the league if we don't win that game. And so lose that game and, and you see the league gone, Lisa. I, did, I know you're a pessimist, but that's like... <laughs> no, I, I think the, the problem is I, I just don't think the rest of the league is very good because I can't see who, is, who else is going to beat Liverpool. And therefore we have to. It's just, it's, I think it's quite simple. I mean, maybe they... Maybe we can hope they'll get more draws than we do. Maybe that will happen. I don't know. I mean, clearly they're a good team. So I, I and I knew it was going to be close. And I think maybe right at the beginning of the season, I even might have said I thought they were going to win the league, but which could very well happen. But I think the best chance we give ourselves is to beat them at home. And what, apart from you've talked about defensively, your concerns there, how have we got to play this game then? What, what are we got to do to win that game then? We have to be clinical. We have to take our our chances when we get them. We have to, and we have to start that game the way we started the game against Shakhtar, for example. Because and 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 just and just be ruthless, because they they clearly have the ability to score plenty of goals, and we know that they can hurt us, and we can't let it get to that point. Because I I I think if we if we have a few chances and start missing them, then I think the nerves will start setting in around the ground. That will transmit to the players, and and Liverpool will 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 thrive on that. Thought a must-win game, Yogi, the Liverpool game, or, is, or how can you possibly have the league won and lost by the beginning of January? That's not possible, is it? Surely, uh, I don't know, it's not must-win, but I think we're the only team that's going to beat them. And so then it is who, what, where you slip up with draws. You just can't see. I mean, possibly Chelsea, but uh, I think that was just a bad day for us. But I, I, I wouldn't go gung ho from the off because I think if you remember the the game at Anfield, that they they came charging out for the first ten minutes of each half, and then after that we, we were pretty much in control. I thought, and it just similar sort of thing. We don't we don't need to get because I think the, the where we've been caught out is the the high press. We've got got possession, and he just goes in over the top, and they've got the the three quick strikers. We don't want to be letting them loose. So I, I've I would I would expect him to be a bit more conservative than in normal games. You you think he'd be conservative, or do you think it's going to be all out Pep doing what he know, does best? No, I think it depends on what happens in the next couple of games. Mm-hmm. If we if they are still a point or so ahead of us, or hopefully not even further ahead, then we've got to win it. If they drop mm-hmm. points against Wolves and or Arsenal, and I can't remember who that other game is by any chance. Newcastle, um, I think. Uh, Newcastle, which they won't drop any points. Um, then then we, we could be ahead of them, in which case it's a, a no-lose. And I know it sounds very negative, no, I agree. Um, but if we get our noses in front, the one thing that they've got... That, we, that we've suffered from is injuries. Uh, you know, De Bruyne been out most of the season. They've not lost one of their key players. It's the equivalent of us losing De Bruyne is the equivalent of them losing Salah. Yeah. You know, two players are in contention for player of the year. If Salah was out or any of their big, big players was out for you know, six weeks or whatever, it would make a difference. I know it's a bit of luck whether you get an injury or not. I'm, Liverpool will run us all pretty close. We're not going to win the league by 19 points like we did last season. But we are a better team and a better squad than them. It's just a matter of whether we can convert all our chances. We said a few moments ago, we've got to take our chances. If we take our chances, I still think we'll win the league. And the, the, the difference in goal difference is shrinking as well. There's only eight different now. 
it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was looking, it was looking like it was, it would, it was going to be that extra point for us. But it's, and I'm not saying, I mean, ace is still quite a, a big, but if we, if, and I agree with what Paul was saying, if, if there, if the results change this current situation over the next few games, then yes, maybe a, a draw. It's a, it's a must not lose kind of situation. I do agree with that, but I'm. Honestly, I'm just assuming they're going to win all three games. So. And, and is this a this is a two horse race as far as you're because you can't see anybody else at this well, stage. Spurs put, are only five points behind us, and that's what I mean. I mean yeah. You can't see Chelsea beat us. You you can't any of you see any anybody else? Is it is it simply cities and Liverpool's to win and lose? Is, is, are they are we looking at the winners and runners up of the Premier League 2019? I think so. I don't think Tottenham or. Chelsea or Arsenal have got the legs to keep going. I mean, at the end of the day, five points behind after, was it, 17 games mm. now? Uh, you could say that translates to sort of 10, 11, 12 points by the end of the season. So, you know, they've not got the squad depth to keep going uh, all season and they'll lose more games as well. Whereas Liverpool are going to, teams are going to struggle to beat Liverpool. They get that little bit of luck as well. They've had the Everton game where, well, God knows what Pickford was doing that time, but, you know, it all helps from their perspective and hinders us. We'll come back to do some predictions of kind of where we think we might be when we come back. Uh, but very quick comment on Rotherham United in, in, in the Cup. Uh, we're playing them at home. Uh, clearly, there'll be some changes. You, you, again, you, you can't see Pep putting us in a situation where we're going to lose that one, no. can he? No. It's, 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 it's a city, city home win, isn't it, through to the next round, you'd like to think? Yeah. Should be. I hope so. It will be packed as well, I can imagine. Total sellout. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. The empty house. 10,000. <laughs> Well, I'm sure plenty of Rotherham I'm fans sure will come across the pen lines. They'll, they'll want to have a good day out, won't they? But yeah. you'd like to think we've got enough. So, so let's let's do some predictions then in terms of the state we're going to be in. So just to remind you, we we will have had a game in the Carrier Bag Cup, we'll have had a game in the FA Cup, and we'll have had four league games, including the one against Liverpool. So can I just assume we'll still be in the League Cup and the uh, and the FA Cup looking around the, the the studio anybody think we might not win at Leicester Lisa's yeah I think Lisa's. that's the I think that's the potential okay so Lisa's we're game. out there so as far as Lisa's concerned we're potentially you out of the game no, I'm <laughs> I just, we're out I just well, I wouldn't we be, be so certain that we'd be through we could be um, I, think, I think tomorrow against Leicester will be very very close isn't it? Uh, normally I'm not nervous going into games but at the moment I'm just a bit concerned because Leicester, it'll be a big game for them. They know that's the one trophy they can probably win this season is the carry back cup, yeah. as you refer to it. So I'm a bit nervous. Are you, are you with me? I'm okay. off, off, off. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, I think okay. we're going to draw and go out on penalties. OK, well, that's, that's fine. Well, I will oh, go, I'll we'll, miss one. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go without them. I think we'll be all right, but, but uh, I always do. Uh, so we're going with uh, out of the Carabao Cup. We, we, we're in the FA Cup still, are we, on the 7th of January? Yes, just to check. disaster if we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's now come to this all-important, these four league fixtures, including Liverpool 1. What will the state of play be? Um, on the 7th of January when we're back in this studio um, talking about uh, the league position. Start with you, Stato. Who's top of the league by how many points or is it all square? We're top of the league by two points because we're going to win all four games. Lisa. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm very, very nervous about it. Think about it, Yogi. We're top by one point. Top by one point. And Lisa? In your own I, d- I think no Liverpool rush. will be top, but I don't know by how many points. Because I think we might draw one of our away games. And Nigel? Uh, City are top by two points. Well, that's it, isn't it, really? And it's Christmas. 
And you it look, is. I have to say, you look wonderful in your, in your elves' outfits. So I, should, I should have said that before we started, really. But as we take a break for Christmas, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to a number of people, uh, everyone basically who's played their part in making the Man City show such a success. Our producers, our engineer Leon. Leon, are you still here? Hi. <laughs> and Leon has a voice. Say something, Leon, please. Happy Christmas. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> to my guests, but most important of all to you, our listeners who listen in your dozens every week. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening. Have a very happy Christmas and a fabulous blue year. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.